Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. Surely, thanks everybody. Amazing. Why don't you give somebody a high five and a hug and a handshake before you take before you sit down? Don't leave anybody left out. And something that is a wonderful opportunity uh, to do is give. And so we're gonna that's, we 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 we're gonna ask those that have invited just to uh, give. How many know that the Bible says it's better to give than receive? But how many love to receive? How many love to apply what they receive? There's no point being given a million bucks and not doing anything with it. Amen? Oh, no one knows what to do with a million dollars here? Yeah, we wish, right. <laughs> and so uh, it's, it's just a wonderful opportunity to sow into the kingdom. The Lord says, bring the tithe into the storehouse that you would be blessed. That's not a manipulative thing. That is a fact. It's something that Anna and I live by continuously. And uh, we have seen the Lord's provision at every turn. Who else has seen his provision? Amen. Fantastic. Awesome. So you're going to hear some squeaks and bubbles going along as I just continue to talk here because Andy up the back is working feverishly on different buttons and things to get it sounding right so you can totally sit back and relax and just be cool. Is that good? But I don't actually want you to be too relaxed. Does that make sense? Even though you're sitting down, you're standing up on the inside. Amen? Even though you're sitting down, you're standing up on the inside. Amen? Fantastic. I like it. Awesome. So um, I, uh, I, I haven't been to a youth event for a very long time because, as you can see, I'm no longer generally considered a youth. I know, as some of you probably need to have a revelation of that, but, you know, it's like, it's like, ah, you know, can we stretch out youth up to, you know, sub 50? No, we cannot. And so we went, if you, if you have grandkids or youth in your life, man, invite them to MCC Youth, so, all right, to Rev Youth, because it's called Rev Youth because it's like, it's short for Revolution Youth, right? And so... MCC Youth, man, we went on a high ropes course uh, over on the other side of Melbourne and uh, I suddenly found out that I am no longer youth because my body was bending in all sorts of ways that it doesn't bend too easily any, anymore. Can anybody relate to that? Right, and uh, you know, we were up high. I went on a tightrope that was like, that was like, I, I'm saying it was like, uh, it felt like 250 metres high, but it was probably about 25 metres high, a tightrope. Anybody done a tightrope before? 
It was just like, it was scary. And I held on to the safety rope the whole time, so it was all right. But it was, uh, all, it was all good. But um, yeah, if you have any youth around your world, grandkids, anything like that, hey, tell them about MCC Youth because it's just a wonderful place where everybody is accepted, everybody is loved, and uh, just a great time is had by all. And all the youth out the back say? Yeah, that's right. So uh, they're working on other things. Well, today um, is a significant day. Today's a significant day. Uh, yes, we've had referendum and Pastor Julie's already talked about that. Uh, for some, it's going to be um, uh, for some, it's going to be a really, really sad day for what that meant to them. And I think it's important that the church uh, understands and realizes that that to if if we want to you know buy into the political arena, then we're going to come up against what I would call a political spirit, and that is something that argues things down, reduces humanity often. And you see what God's heart in the matter is for people, right? For people. And uh, I was having a conversation with a friend during the week and and uh, he said something just so profound and he goes, look, at the, at the bottom, uh, at the foundation and the bottom of all of it, it's a people problem. <laughs> Right, it's uh, and and uh, and you know we need Jesus, amen. Yeah. We need Jesus, and it's time for the church to to step into this place of faith, belief, and action. And today, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. I know that we've been on a journey over the last few weeks about talking about community and what it is to be not only just part of a community, um, but being active in a community. How many know you can turn up to church every single Sunday and be a part of church and that's exciting and that's great, but how many know that we need to be active in our faith, active in, in what we do, how we do it, right? I, um, I think that, you know, God's calling us to uh, raise a standard in terms of how we live and the decisions that we make. Um, and God is calling us to, to step into a place of activity. And it's not activity from our own strength, but it is activity in, in the process of seeing people saved and being a strong Christian witness and helping people understand that there is another way. There is another way. All right, and therefore it's up to their choice. It's up to people to choose for what they will do. Amen. So, um, how many know we can't be responsible for people's choices? If you're a parent and kids have grown up, uh, then uh, and they've moved out and they've moved on with their life, how many know that it, it might be painful? I'm yet to experience that to its fullest extent, but it might be you know a proud moment of yes, go kids, you're doing great, or it could be yeah, I wouldn't have made that decision, but it's for you to make, amen. And uh, you know that's part of uh, part of growing up, amen. So. Um, uh, before I get into today's message largely, I just felt that the Lord was going, is, is wanting to speak to us. And um, when I say speak to us, yeah, how many know God's always speaking? Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'm not always listening. <laughs> right. And so um, part of our core value is that 
uh, one of our core values is that we, we, we believe in and we know that God, in the written word of God. So we believe in and we know that the Bible is the written word of God. We understand um, that God also speaks to us um, through the power of his shared word. So, um, so uh, you know, if we're going through a struggle, if we're going through difficulty, uh, then often when we turn to one another, when we turn to one another, we can step into this place of encouragement. Amen? Amen. So I don't know. What's a simple example? A simple example is if somebody is really struggling with uh, with a, a sense of fear about a certain thing, whether uh, it, you know it could be a job loss or a new job or a new relationship or anything like that. Um, then you know we we can understand that the Bible. You know, Jesus said, "Be anxious for nothing." Amen. Because He's always directing our path. He's always for us. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It's a favorite of everybody, right? It's you know, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to bless you and prosper you and not to harm you. That's the Lord's plan for our life. Hello? Um, but how many know life happens sometimes and it can be difficult, right? Jesus said, uh, you know, it, it, it was like this, take comfort because in, in this world there will be and you will experience a lot of trouble. <laughs> hey? Who loves trouble? No one loves trouble. But how many are comforted by the fact that Jesus said, hey, you'll have it, but don't worry, I'll be with you always. Amen. And so this is the power of the gospel. This is the power of the word. You know, if, uh, if you were in a relationship and, uh, and your loved one turned to you and said, I love you, then is that powerful to you? Yes. Amen. It is powerful, right? You feel what? Right. And it's exactly the same with the Word of God. When we hear the Word of God, we apply it, we take it on board. Now, that's, that's the written Word of God. In this environment, I believe that the Lord is wanting to speak to a few people today personally. And I want to share um, some, uh, some what we would call prophetic words. And if that's new to you, then prophetic words is what I sense the Lord saying to you. And the way we treat a prophetic word is simply that if it draws a witness within our heart and we say, yeah, that, seem, that seems right. Okay, that seems right. You know, I know for a fact that Sam is an engineer at La Trobe University. If I was to say, Sam, I believe that you're an engineer at La Trobe University, then he would go, that's accurate. That's absolutely true. How are we going, Andy? We're almost there with that. Do you want me to adjust or change or you're good? And so, and so that would be a word of knowledge. And if I was to say, but I believe you're going to move to Vanuatu on a missions, uh, permanent missions trip, he would go, no, I don't, I don't bear witness with that. And time will tell, Sam. No, that's not a prophetic word. Um, but the point of what I'm illustrating here is that for every prophetic word, it needs, the Bible says, let, the, let it be a witness. Let there be a witness to it. In other words, it feels right within yourself. It, it, there's, there's something else confirming it that's external. And, and if it doesn't seem right, then what we can do is we can graciously go, thank you for that word. I'm going to put that on the shelf of my life. And if God highlights that again, then I'm going to pay much more attention to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
And so what this avoids is that if somebody was to come in and they were a false prophet or somebody that was uh, divisive or they were operating in, in something for their own gain or just flat out got it wrong, that you are not set off on a trajectory that's opposite to what the Lord wants for your life and desires for your life. How many know that God's got a plan for you? Amen? And so this is part of the revealing of the plan. The Bible says that the steps of a good man, woman, child, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, ordered by the Lord, and he, being the Lord, delights in his way. That word delights, you'll hear me often speak about, that word delights actually means that the Lord busies himself in the way that he wants you to go. How cool is that? Like if the Lord woke up every morning, because I don't think he sleeps nor slumbers, but, but, but when the Lord wake up in the morning, you're, you're the first person that he thinks of in the, and he goes, what have I got to do today? Yep, today on the schedule, I've checked my diary, I'm going to be busying myself around Joe's life. Isn't that awesome? And you say, yeah, but how can he do that and do everybody all at once? Let me tell you and assure you, God's that good. And he's that big. And you are that important. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that's how we can live a life surrendered to the Lord. Amen? And so, so right now, I'm just going to just wait on, the, wait on the Lord for a moment. And I felt the Lord say, I'm going to share some uh, words. They're going to be directional words uh, in people's lives. And, um, and I would encourage you that, you know, you might have your phone handy that you might want to record it or something like that. And uh, we'll go from there. Now, um, Joe, uh, I, yeah, I, f- I feel, I, Joseph, can I call you Joe? Joseph? Is, do you prefer Joseph or Joe? I didn't ask. Joseph. Um, ever since the first day you walked in here, which was a while ago now, the Lord spoke to me and I've been waiting on a time for, for, to reveal this. Um, I see you leading several groups of people in Bible studies. And I see you speaking to them, not only in your own native language, uh, but also in the language of the heart. That you speak to their heart. And the Lord's going to take you on a journey of deepening you in his word. So as you start to open his word, the Lord's going to visit and you're going to actually physically feel the presence of God come in when you open his word and you're going to feel this sense of overwhelming. You might describe it as love. You might describe it as peace or a presence that will come in. And what will happen is that the word will take shape. And what that will be, it will be something that is formed out of your life that he's doing in your life, not in your own strength, that he's doing in your life. And what you're going to begin to do is share with others and suddenly you're going to find people asking more questions. I'm going to to say it's going to be a quick thing that may take place. All right? Now, at the same time... um, you're a leader. You're a leader of people. You may not see yourself as that yet, but you are a leader of people because people will see Jesus in you. Is that cool? Submit it to you. Thank you, Lord. So as we clap, we're praising the Lord. Amen. 
not me. Um, I was, we were ministering over at um, another church, uh, we being Anna and myself, and, and a lady uh, walked off the street and um, she'd had a lot of involvement in mediums and she thought that I was some visiting medium. <laughs> I said, no, honey, <laughs> that's not true. Um, it's, it's Jesus. And she goes, oh, I know Jesus. It depends which Jesus she knew. She knew. But uh, I, I know Jesus and we were able to witness to her. And at the end, she was a single mum. Her little boy latched onto my leg and just said, can you please be my dad? And, and you know, on one heart, it was a beautiful moment. On the other heart, it's, the, it's a cry of an orphan spirit. And it's a cry of a young, young boy who uh, longs for a father. And, uh, but anyway, I pray that they have connected in with that church and, they've, and he would find his father figure in there. Um, uh, Lockie, um, the Lord's expanding um, and gifting you in the areas of business. Um, he's unlocking opportunities. I actually see you um, um, uh, potentially shipping into, when I say shipping, not shipping, I can, I can see you moving into approximately maybe four areas of particular business. And over the next 10 years, you're going to, it's going to be kingdom finance. And what the Lord's saying is, is when you place him at the helm of each business, he's going to unlock strategies for you in that. And they're actually going to be strategies and solutions to problems. You're going to come into a place of where you're, where you're unlocking um, people's problems, not people who are problems, p issues that people are facing, you're going to have solutions for them. And um, it's going to be quite, they're going to be business areas that they're going to be, it's like serving others and changing lives. All right. I don't know what that means, but I just submit that to you. Is that cool? All right. All right. Praise God. Um, sir. Yep. Turning around. That's yeah. David, is it? Hi, David. Matt. Um, David, uh, the Lord highlighted you to me during worship. And um, I don't know whether, I don't know whether you've, um, uh, whether you have trouble sleeping or something like that, but I felt that the Lord was bringing you into a place of great rest in Him, a place of peace in him and it's actually going to affect your ability to sleep it's actually going to affect you're going to be able to just rest beautifully um the uh, over the years there have been continual uh dreams and i just submit this to you could be right could be wrong but i'm going to i'm going to step out on a limb so that hopefully i can serve you better right um uh there's been particular dreams or um experiences that have replayed themselves while you're asleep i'm not going to i'm not going to use the word nightmares because i'm not going to call them that but things that come back from time to time i just saw the lord just saying the time has come that they end that they are finished that your your the trauma of the past is i just see his bloodline like 
like a bloodline saying no more and the Lord is actually rising you up in a newfound boldness. There's an edge about you of where you, you like to push the limits every now and then and, and the Lord has created you to be a limit pusher, not to provoke irritation but to provoke change and the Lord is going to use you in that in the areas that you know you walk in and the lives that you come across. Um, he's also going to give you some key scripture and key, key word, key, key, um, um, yeah, key scriptures in the Bible that, that it's like you can hang your hat on that. It's like absolute rock foundation, rock bed foundation for you. Are you a builder of some sort? No. The Lord said he's, he's going to cause you to be a builder of lives. A builder of lives. Not just a rebuilder, but a builder of lives. Amen. Is that okay? Great to meet you, by the way. Um, hi, this lady here. Hi, how are you going? Um, <clears throat> the Lord is just wanting to... Um, say, he's saying that I... That, this is not me, this is the Lord saying. He says, I see you, and it's important for you to be seen, and he knows it's important to you that you are seen. And he's wanting just to simply say those words, I see you, I love you, and um, there's healing coming into your family. I don't know what that looks like there. There's restoration coming into your family, and there is a, um, he's calling you up. He's calling you up into that place. And uh, you, he's just highlighted. He, he's so, he so loves you. He so loves you. And he so sees you. Does that mean something? Yeah? My daughter is far away from me. That's why I'm always right. up in that. Okay. And I pray to God daily yeah. to speak to her. Yeah. Do you speak? I speak Arabic. I'm the Right. Uh, do you speak to your daughter? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, beautiful, 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 beautiful. Well, there's going to be some significant conversations coming up. I just see the Lord just moving in that relationship. There's something going to shift. I don't quite know what it is, but um, that's between you and him. Amen? Amen? Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Noah. Um, you're very comfortable in flying under the radar. And I know you. We know each other, don't we? Um, but the Lord's calling you up onto the radar. And um, you're going to rep you, you represent something big on that radar. When that old radar, when that old radar green line goes around and goes blip, blip then what's going to happen is that I see you getting larger. 
as you get closer to the Lord, I see you growing larger and larger on that radar, okay? Until you take up that whole radar screen. And so what I, what I believe that is, is that it's the Lord um, elevating his purpose in your life. Um, you're going to reach many people, but, and it's going to just come naturally. Um, you're a great contender of the, of the faith. In other words, you love a darn good discussion. And what that is, it's the gift of communicating and connecting with people's lives. Um, I see in the future what you're going to be able to do. You're going to discern people's hearts. And even now you've started to see where people's hearts are at. And um, it's important that you walk closely with the Lord in that um, because if, if you see what's in people's hearts, sometimes it's beautiful, sometimes it's not so good. But the Lord says that as you speak his word into their hearts, they too are going to get bigger on the Lord's radar. And uh, you are ultimately a director to Jesus. You're a signpost to him. Is that cool? Praise God. Don't know. All right. Let's open. Uh, let's open the word. Let's open the word. We'll get that first slide up. Thanks, Daniel. Praise God. Um, whenever you have and receive a word of God or a prophetic word, I think it's. I think it's important that you take time to either write it down or grab the recording or something like that and, uh, and write it down and just pray about it. Say, Lord, if, if this is of you, um, and I, I do think it is or I don't think it is, if this is of you, uh, then you pray into that. You spend some time in the word. Lord, what does this mean? Uh, what uh, um, um, lead me in this? Amen. Is that cool? I think it's just so important that we just don't say, okay, well, that was nice, and then, uh, and then we just move on unchanged. I think it's important that we just lean into it and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to do that. Well, when I was a kid, anybody remember the Ripley's Believe It or Not? Oh, it was so cool wasn't it? And uh, I, I can't remember the old guy, but it was had this thick American accent. And, you know, um, you know, if he's still alive, it'd be believe it or not, because I think he was old back then. Um, but um, in Ripley's Believe It or Not, there would be all sorts of things that would come up and, and you just go, what? Is that for real? Some stuff was believable. Other stuff wasn't so believable. And, uh, and, um, the show would always leave you with the choice at the end of it. Well, are you going to believe it or, or not? Right? And uh, the choice was given to us. And, uh, 
and you know they would build a case for it whether it was a Sasquatch Bigfoot in the hills of America or, 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 or here we go, here's a local issue, Black Panthers in the Grampians in the high country of Victoria, right? Right? And, um, and you know, believe it or not, is there evidence? Is there no evidence? And, and I think sometimes as Christians there has to be the evidence of Christ in our life. And the evidence of Christ in our life is in the choices that we make, in the way that we live, and uh, the message that ultimately comes out uh, from within our life and is represented in so many different ways. It's represented in the way we are obedient to the laws of the land, right through to the ways that we show love to our fellow man, right through to the ways of um, um, how we are in church, you know, Constantly, I would hear stories of, uh, um, you know, uh, young adults um, that have grown up within the life of the church and, they've, and perhaps they've walked away from the church. Um, their heart is still certainly for God, but they've work, walked away from the, from the church because the parents that they would see uh, on a Sunday would not be the parents that they see Monday to Saturday. And, it's a, and, and it's a, that's a little bit weird for a kid, isn't it? And because, you know, how come mum and dad are so lovely to each other for two hours on a Sunday plus a coffee, and yet when we get straight back in the car, they're at each other's throats again, right? And you see there's this, there's this thing of, of, uh, of life, you know, it's important to be real and, and uh, to be open and all of that, but there's this issue of um, my life, my life, my life's goal is to reflect Jesus in the world. My life's goal is to, uh, to be more like him because if I'm more like me, <laughs> then it's not an accurate representation of how much God loves another person. And so my life has to reflect Jesus. And we come into this space of where um, uh, we, we have to um, place belief and faith to eat high in our life in order to change the way we live, in order to change and, and grow and develop. And I think too often we can read the Bible and we can become a, 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 a judge of the Bible um, to ultimately say and make a decision as to um, whether that what the Bible is saying is good for me. Um, we can do it with worship music, with lyrics. We can do it with preaching from the platform. And, and let me assure you, it is important to hold up uh, uh, all life's issues against the Word of God. That is our plumb line. That is our... That is our absolute, okay? And yes, there are some things that we experience in life that the Bible doesn't pinpoint altogether. And I think sometimes the Bible doesn't pinpoint some of those areas and those things that we face today because we are to walk in relationship with him and we are to lean in on him in those particular areas. Lord, um, I can't see an answer at the moment in the word. Reveal it to me or Lord, help me walk in discernment in right relationship with you with it okay uh, and so um, but but 
the Bible is not Ripley's Believe It or Not. And so what we're going to press into today and where we may go, and I want to say where we may go (laughs) because who knows where we're going to end up and it's already 20 past 11. Okay. Um, I want to talk about belief, faith. I want to talk about, and, and I haven't even looked at the schedule for next week, so I think I'm preaching next week. Oh, it's the AGM. Oh, that's right. Yeah, senior pastors should know that. Yeah, let's, let's do the AGM. Um, but maybe the week after I'll pick something like this up. Um, but belief, faith, um, absence of God, the struggle during the absence of God, and ultimately the fact of the matter is in life we experience these tensions and those tensions are actually opportunities for us to lean into. Otherwise, why would we lean into God? I love a friend of ours said these words, um, some people only pray when they're in trouble, but it means they're always in trouble. <laughs> and I think uh, Anna and I were just talking about it just yesterday, about just our own personal walk that, that, you know, uh, that we really feel as though the Lord just tapping on our heart to say, hey, you need to be in prayer more. You need to be praying more. And, you know, sometimes that prayer journey is a journey in itself. Hello? I mean, how do we pray? Well, we've got the model's prayer, our Father, uh, the model prayer that the Lord says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as, in it, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are debtors against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It's a model prayer. And some translations, it's a bit of a, Bit of, a, bit of a contested thing. King James added in, for thine is the power, the glory, and the power uh, forever. Amen, right? Um, that's a model prayer. It wasn't the prayer that to be repeated over and over again because that becomes a religious thing. And God calls us out of religion and into relationship with him. And so... And so uh, I'm not going to unpack that prayer. I, I, um, I think several months ago, um, Pastor Julie preached a great message um, on that prayer and encourage you to look it up. But, but um, God's always calling us into this, in, into this place of, of um, um, we don't want to be guilty of saying it got so bad we had to pray. Um, things changed because we prayed. (laughs) Um, My walk and my faith in God is deepening because I'm in prayer. Uh, The way that I live, I am always living surrendered to the purposes of him through my life and the way of which I lean into that is always prayer. Prayer and the word. Prayer and the word. Prayer and the word. And this is why this coming Wednesday we've got our worship and prayer night because it's just so important. It's important for us to be in our closet, in other words, in our private space of where it's just you and the Lord. Jesus taught very clearly on prayer. He said, don't pray like the hypocrites on street corners that they make 
the whole, it, they, they make all the world around them know that they're in prayer, how holy are they? But then they go home and don't pray at all. He said, don't be like that. But when you go and pray, it says, he says, get into that private space. The Bible says a closet. I'm not saying get into a closet. But what I'm saying is get into that quiet space where it's just you and him. And no one would know that you're doing that except you and him. And when you pray, then the model prayer, our Father who art in heaven. So we recognise Father God as Father God. And so getting into that place of prayer, um, how we pray, um, let me put it this way, how we believe affects how we pray. What we believe affects what we pray. Jesus said, with man, things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And so here's this tension here between belief, faith, and how we're praying with the fact that uh, uh, if I believe that things are too impossible, that's going to affect the way that I pray. If I'm going to step into a place of absolute belief and faith, and I want to jump into the difference between the two, if, I'm going to, if we're going to step into that place of belief and faith, then if I believe that all with God all things are possible, then that's going to change my request before the Lord. It's going to change the way that I approach uh, praying for somebody's salvation. It's going to change the way that I interact with the community. Why? Because I'm praying into the fact that this community needs Jesus and it is possible. Hello? Um, uh, a friend of ours um, believed that God said to them uh, this very profound thing and he said, and he felt the Lord say to him, if, 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 um, if you take this city, then I'll show you how to take a nation. And what that meant was if, if the majority of the city's hearts are turned towards the Lord, that they're doing their best to live for God, then the atmosphere around that, that city, the problems that that city faces, it doesn't say that there won't be any problems, but just, just begin to imagine, begin to imagine a, a, a nation that is more than 80% saved. With man, things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Now, I, I, I can sense that shift in the room. Imagine the city of Manningham, imagine Melbourne, 80% saved. Wow, maybe I'm not having enough faith. Imagine 100%. What would that look like? What would that be like? Well, why can't we ask the Lord for it? Because let me assure you, I believe that when the world sees the change and the shift that takes place in an entire community, then they're going to go, what are you doing that we're not? 
What have you got that we haven't? We hear it time and time again of people who are getting saved and committing their life to the Lord because they meet a Christian and they recognize that person has something that I don't have. I want it. What is it? Second Corinthians says that when people turn to the Lord, the veil is lifted. So why can't the veil come off an entire city? There's no reason. No reason. We kick in the darkness, the kingdom of darkness, and we take a city. And we take it through the power of his word and the truth of the love of Jesus in our life. And you see, this affects what we believe. This affects how we approach God. It affects how we pray. It affects how we worship in our private space and how we worship in our public space. In terms of our public worship services, whether it be Sunday or Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever it is, right? It affects our position before the Lord. Because why? We're coming into that place of, Lord, I'm pressing in to what I believe and what I'm asking from you. Well, Jesus, oh, Jesus said it. He said, you have not because you ask not. All right, so what are we believing for? I know that there's some people in the room that have a pretty rad list, right? A massive list. Well, Lord, and, it's, and they take it before the Lord and it's like, this is what I'm believing for. This is what I'm asking you for. This is what I, I'm pressing into you for in this. And I'm going to be like uh, the widow that never, ever stopped coming back. And Lord, you're going to get tired of me. The Lord doesn't get tired. But, well, he needed to rest on the seventh day, but I don't think he gets tired. But he loves it when his kids come to him and say, hey, hey, I'm believing for this city to be saved. Or I'm believing for this breakthrough. Or I'm believing for this health to change. I'm believing for this family to get saved. I'm believing for this community. I'm believing for this football club. I'm belie- Whatever it might be, that you go to him. Why? Because when people pray, things happen. <laughs> But you can't pray unless your belief is in the right place. Hello? And I get it. So many times, you know, belief gets shattered down. Just talk to a Brisbane supporter. (laughs) That was so close to win the premiership. And then you've got to pick yourself up, get dust yourself off and get going again. And so many times we can ride, ride that tension of belief, faith, unbelief, lack of faith. Come on, can, I, can we talk real? Yes. So many times. But the Lord says, even in your weakness, he's strong. Hello? So I've pretty much preached the sermon. But it's more than that. I believe what I'm talking to you about this morning is God's heart for you as an individual, but also us as a church. That for us as a church, that we come into a place that's almost like we change our statement of belief, that we say yes. We are a large community church where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all.
And at the same time, our belief in him is unwavering. We can believe for the impossible things to take place. Amen? Isaiah 60. Let's just read that for a minute and then I'll end. Do you want to know more? Come on, Isaiah, where are you? Isaiah 60 says these words. And you need to understand that it's not just... How many, how many know Isaiah 60? It's, it's good. It's like, arise and shine for your light has come. Isn't that a beautiful passage? You know, um, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. But you need to understand that it's, it's also read as a commandment. Do away with the pain of the past. It's not yours to carry anymore. Forgive those who you need to forgive. Bless those who come against you. Bless those who have hurt you. Unforgiveness robs you. No one else. And you see, this is what this scripture is so important about. It's arise. It's like, get up. How many times did Jesus come to the leper or the, or the lame and ask them the question, what do you want? I just look at the, 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 um, the, the man at the pool of Bethesda. And when every year the angel, of, the angel would stir the waters and the first in would be healed. Well, that would mean that the most cripple would have to live beside that water day in, day out, watching for it, watching for it, watching for it. And this guy was there for years, 20 plus years. Can you imagine this for a minute? You talk about doubt, a little bit of despondency, talk about a tent the tension of faith and belief. And see, in this place, he continued to believe. And Jesus came up to him and said, what do you want? Do you want to be made well? What was his answer? His answer actually was, but I have no one to help me. A perfect human response. A, a, a response of somebody who's been living with this problem and can't seem to see their way out of it. And yet, Jesus said, get up, arise, and walk. And suddenly that man's will was engaged. Yes, I will. And this guy got up. You can read the scripture of that story that takes place. That's what this 
Scripture is all about. It's arise, get up, get up from where you are. Come into a place of belief. Come into a place of faith. Choose it. Engage your will. Arise and shine. Well, that's countercultural in the Australian culture because, you know, you want to shine, but just not too much, right? No. The Lord's commandment is arise and shine. What are we shining? We're reflecting God's glory in the earth. We're reflecting His glory to other people so that when a person who is not yet saved sees you, they say, you've got something that I want. You've got something that I haven't got. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen on you. Friends, sometimes I think we need to engage our faith and belief that we need to allow the Lord to rise within our heart with faith, expectancy, with belief that with God all things are possible. With God all things are possible. With God all things are possible. Amen? Belief fuels our actions and allows us to envision possibilities beyond our current circumstances. We're going to pick this up in a couple of weeks' time. But I would encourage you, in the next couple of weeks, really step into that place of prayer. Really step into that place of of where those possibilities start to overcome the circumstances where we start to talk about them with one another, where we start to encourage one another in that space and in that place. Because I tell you what, God is calling us and is calling you to arise and shine for your light has come and His glory has risen upon you. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. Shine, can I ask you to stand? We're going to pray together. Come on, so many times we've got to get out of, sometimes we've got to get out of the way and just allow the Lord to move upon our hearts and move upon the place of, of, of our life, of where our belief is at. And I think a powerful thing to do is always to come into that space of saying, Lord, I'm sorry where I haven't believed. I'm sorry wherever I've allowed doubt, wherever I've allowed fear to, to, to take away the place of belief or the place of faith. And we take that and we give it to the Lord and we give it to Him and we say, Lord, You have it. And you submit yourself to the Lord. Amen? Let's pray. Father, forgive us. Forgive us where our our belief has been misplaced. Where our faith has been misplaced, Lord. Lord, our hope and our trust is in you completely. Lord, right in this moment... We hear your voice and we respond. 
we arise. We come into a place of reflecting your glory, Lord. Lord, that somehow, somehow, when people see us, they will see you. Forgive our unbelief. And Lord, today, you just might want to say those words, forgive my unbelief. Jesus, I choose to believe in you. I choose to believe that you are our Lord. You are our Saviour. You are Lord of Manningham. You are Lord of Melbourne. You are Lord of Australia. Lord, the earth is your footstool. And so, well, Lord, we lift up this region of where you have planted us. And we ask, help us, guide us, grow us, develop us, Lord. Lord, help our position of faith and belief. Jesus, I believe in you. Have your way in the name of Jesus. And we all said, Amen and Amen. Go after it, guys. Come on. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. 
Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.